Gonna be alright on the long, long road Where we'll end up I can't say I don't know The light will shine bright and we'll know which way to go Well, here we are again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monday Mornings at the Linden Lounge. Linden Lounge being my house. Too long of a story, you should know it by now, but look it up. I don't know why my house is called the Linden Lounge, but you can read about it somewhere else. Anyway, I love Monday Mornings. Get up, I'm just pumped up, but not today. Today, I'm irritated, and I just want to talk about it, but I got to get a coffee first. Be right back after this. Well, that's better. Well, I don't know if it's going to be better. It might make things worse. I don't know. I'm just worked up today. Dude, I don't know where you guys live, but in my city, you can't drive any flipping place without road construction. It's like... I just want to get from here to here and I can't because there's road construction everywhere and I don't understand like can you people not just take one part of the road and fix it and then open that up and then go to another part do you have to like shut down the whole entire road all over the whole city to road construction and then take three years to fix it I don't get it I was coming home from the airport the other day and I just want to get home you know the deal just got to get home to my own toilet, my own bathroom, my own bed. And there's road construction. All of a sudden, boom. I wasn't paying attention because I'm a man, so I don't really read road signs. I don't really pay attention to that. I just drive where I drive. And before I know it, I'm going on another highway in the opposite direction of where I wanted to go, which was my house. And it was like, uh, come on, people. And, of course, I didn't read the detour signs. I just found a place to cut across, cut over, and whip back around, and then I made it home. But I started thinking about detours in our life. Have you ever had that in your life? Not just road construction, but you have a plan in your life. You have this direct, like, this is what I'm going to do. And then, boom, there's some type of road construction detour. And before you know it, you're, like, heading in a totally different direction. That can be really, really bad. Or sometimes it can be really, really good for us. Thinking back on probably, I think, one of the biggest detours in my life and what happened uh, and how it changed my life. Pretty crazy. I will tell that story when I get back from using the bathroom. All right, went to the bathroom, got more coffee, ready to go. So here we are. I am graduating from college. I've got two roommates. We have this three-bedroom house you know, cool little cottage style bedroom, three bedrooms, two stories in the hood. I say it's in the hood because it's a high crime area with pretty low income people living there, but we love that neighborhood. We loved it crazily. Lived there for four years. Getting ready to graduate from college uh, after five and a half years. Don't judge me. A lot of people go to college for five and a half years. They're called musicians. I was getting my degree in music, vocal performance with a dance and theater minor. And life was really good, man. You know that time. Life is good. Um, so it was August 1990. I had school hadn't started yet, so I just had freedom, relaxed, kick-ass time. Uh, one roommate was out of town. He was home visiting family over the summer before you know fall semester started. My other roommate, who happens to be one of my best friends in the entire world, was a musician. He had a gig. Um, I think it was a Saturday night. He had a gig Saturday night, and then he ended up going to spend the night at his girlfriend's house, which, come to find out, ends up being a really, really good decision. 
So I hang out the house, do my thing, talk to people, you know, whatever you do when there was no internet or computers or cell phones. So I don't really remember what I did. I probably ate food and read a book and watched like one of three channels that were on our television. Anyway, it was hot, man. Hot August night. Uh, but life was good. So I had the upstairs bedroom and went upstairs, crashed out. Now, I used to play a lot of games and tricks and pranks on my roommates all the time. So uh, I knew this was probably coming. Um, I just didn't know when. Have you ever had that time when you are sleeping and you have that sense that you sense someone is sneaking up on you or someone's coming into your room? I had that. It was three o'clock in the morning and I sensed somebody in my room and I'm like, okay, they're going to pull a prank. I know it's coming. And I open my eyes and start to make a wisecracker comment. And two guys jumped me and I didn't know them. They put a gun up to my head and they told me to shut my effing mouth. If I made a noise, they would blow my head off. Uh, and I realized this was not a prank. Um, so they asked me uh, where my money was. Well, dude, do you understand? I'm a poor college student. Like we literally didn't have enough money to, for blinds or curtains. So we had like sheets over our windows. The, the, that's that, that was as fancy as we got. And I'm kind of tired, but I'm also, I was also a smart, smart mouth guy. I just was. Um, I was scared, but not really scared. I believed in Jesus and I wasn't scared for my life. So I told them, look around. I'm like, we don't have any money, look around. So they wanted guns. I'm like, we don't have any guns. And then I, they were high, obviously on drugs. And, uh, I finally just said, are you guys retarded? Did you ride the short bus or something? Yes, I know that's not politically correct, but this was 1990, people. And that is literally what I told these guys. Man, oh man. That was the wrong thing to say. Um, they took the gun and started beating me with it. Then they grabbed some neckties out of my closet and they tied my legs to my bed. I had a twin bed, but it had bedposts. And they tied my hands behind my back. Um, and then things got real. And I guided them to whatever money we had. And I had a camera. Um, I had a VCR. Um, just giving them whatever. And then they asked if there were any women in the house. And I said, no, there weren't. Thank God. But they came up to me and... Uh, ended up knocking me around a little more and that night I was raped they pulled down my underwear I remember the first thing they did was stick the barrel of the gun in my butthole and pulled the hammer back and started laughing that they're gonna shoot my butt and it would hit my testicles and blow all my man parts off and I really wasn't afraid to die but I was really afraid of losing my man parts and I started crying and uh, then they started calling me a bitch and laughing and then they took turns uh, just raping me in the bed. And this was August of 1990. Talk about a detour in your life. Um, then they told me they were gonna shoot me and 
honestly, one of the things I'm most proud of is that I was able to calm down and talk them out of killing me. Uh, I told them that no one was coming home. I told them I'm all tied up. I promised not to do anything. They said, well, you're going to call the police. And I told them uh, we, there was no cell phone. So I just said, pull the phone out of the wall. Just rip it out. And so they ripped the phone out of the wall. And they left. And I laid there in the darkness. It felt like five hours. It was probably five minutes. And I got myself loose and there was blood everywhere. All over the sheets. All over the floor by the bed. And I couldn't even stand up. I remember just crawling off the floor. I crawled down stairs down the stairs where we had another phone because they were stupid. So I found the phone in our little living room, pulled it off the, the little uh, little nightstand there, the little stand by the sofa, and I called the police. Two units to clear for our 9-11 Man. in progress. Changed my whole entire world. Long story short, I, I couldn't live in that house anymore. I tried. I tried so hard to live in that house, but it was it was just too too much. Um, my roommate, one of my roommates, never moved back. He just left. The other roommate, who was my best friend, we got in a big fight because he decided to be macho. He bought guns and a dog, and he was going to protect this house. And he and I ended up having a falling out, and we didn't speak to each other for years. Um, he tried to stay in that house. I left. The girlfriend I was dating at the time didn't even come to the hospital. She broke up with me immediately because she said I probably had AIDS. So, you know, when anybody's been sexually assaulted and raped, it, it's not just the initial attack. It's everything else that comes after it. You know, even the police detective. I remember it was a female detective, which I thought was really weird in 1990. I didn't know that there were that many female detectives, but she started asking me if I was gay. Do I go to gay bars? I look gay. My room looked gay. What does that even mean? And what does that have to do with violent assault? So I felt like I was attacked. Then you go to the hospital. They have to do a rape kit on you. That's not fun. Feel like you're attacked. And it, and, and it went on for years and years. And that was a detour in my life. And this is a secret that very few people know. I only had one test to take in the fall. And I had to play the piano for a panel of piano teachers. Really simple four-chord hymn book stuff. And my life fell apart, and I never did those things. And after all these years, the one thing I'm ashamed of and sad and regret is that I never graduated from college. So five and a half years, all that time and investment, but my life fell apart. But here's the cool part. Those detours sometimes when you have faith and you look for the good in it, it led me on a path that took me into the world of radio and DJs. It took me into the world of meeting my uh, baby's mama. 
It took me into the world of starting my own company. And my best friend, that college roommate and I, reunited, we healed, and now we are closer than ever. So you think about those detours in your life. What detour do you have? Where has it taken you? I'm not saying it was wonderful and nice and everything was roses. I had some dark, dark nights and some pretty terrible times. And I don't tell very many people the story because people can't handle it either. They freak out that a man, I mean, I'm 6'1", I'm 220 pounds, I work out, I'm strong, but nothing is as strong as a gun. Put up your butthole or up against your head with two men. Um, but I didn't let this one, one horrible detour destroy my life. I let it grow my heart. I let it grow my resolve. Yes, I got counseling. Yes, I still have healing to do. But man, sometimes a detour, even as traumatic as it seems, can take you to an incredible place of strength and empowerment and it, it becomes a new adventure. I wouldn't have met all the people in my life now had I not been violently gang raped and pistol whipped. I don't think any of those things would have happened had that one night in August happened. And now I'm realizing that was 30 years ago. I think this August, I'm going to celebrate that night. I'm going to celebrate the 30-year anniversary of my home invasion. And I'm going to have a little party. So, I'd love to hear your detour stories. I'd love to hear what has taken you in another direction and what good comes out of it. So share them. Find me on Twitter at RichiePoo1985 or on Instagram, Lyndon.Rich or just look up my website, TheLyndonEvents.com. That was heavy, man. I hope you have a great week, a wonderful week. I'd love to hear your stories. Until next time, be blessed, be safe, do, do, catch you later. Do, yeah, we'll be alright. Do, 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 be alright. Do, 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 do.